0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW proof. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. So you want your charity to succeed. It's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to modern day fundraising success. And practical advice is what you need. The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart is the perfect place to learn from experts around the world who along with our host provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. Also, a successful author, his books cover a broad range of topics from major gift fundraising to use of social media and how to succeed online. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you maneuver through this economic downturn in the charitable sector to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. Remember, this is a live call-in show. Become part of the show by adding your voice. Call now at 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Just click on radio links. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of the nonprofit coach, Ted Hart.
1: And welcome here to The Nonprofit Coach. This is Ted Hart, your host for today. And I really appreciate you joining us here as we're looking uh, at the year end holidays. We've got a big schedule for you today, a big schedule through the remainder of the year. This is Tuesday, December 6th. And for all of you who are familiar with The Nonprofit Coach, you know we always start the show off with page one news. Wondering where that page one news uh, uh, break music was. Uh, Listen here on the Nonprofit Coach, as the announcer said, you can always call in to 347. Three two four three zero eight zero to ask questions of our page two experts. Uh, also, you can join us over in the chat room. I see a couple folks over in the chat room. You can ask questions there. And remember, for the super shy, you can also email me at tedhart at tedhart.com. You can follow along with the radio links. We've posted all of the links for the entire year, including this show, at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. You'll find all of our radio resources. There. Over in the radio links today, you'll find an article from the Chronicle of Philanthropy. One of the things that's really interesting about online and mobile technologies is they make it easier for people to champion their favorite causes and connect with, the, the, with each other to share their passions. Typically spontaneous in nature, so-called creative swarms, as they're often called, are collaborative efforts to shine light on important issues and invite people who don't necessarily uh, know what the uh, the issue is or how they can get involved with solving problems. Well, this is all explained uh, over in an excellent article from the Chronicle of Philanthropy, prepared by Scott Henderson. And today you can read all about when creative swarms come to aid your cause over in the radio links at TED Hart. Dot com. Next up here on uh, the page one news on the nonprofit coach is a really terrific and graphically appealing report from Blackbaud. Our friends over at Blackbaud, friends asking friends, we call it people-to-people fundraising. Uh, as it turns out in their reports, what they find is that uh, increasingly online giving is more common for new donors. So the numbers and the percentage of those who are finding philanthropy, giving for the first time, is now growing uh, in the new donor uh, ranks. It's also increasingly common for younger, higher value individuals uh, to give online. That's not entirely surprising, but what we are seeing is that this is growing uh, in the uh, for online is growing uh, with high net worth individuals. So make sure that you're online activities are reflecting that. We also know, and this is not news, but always nice to see another report that is uh, validating, that online donors give larger gifts. In this particular report, almost twice as much as the average gift for online versus direct mail. So online continues to be extremely valuable. And you'll also read in this report that in the aggregate, online acquired donors have a much higher cumulative value for charities over the long term than traditional mail acquired donors so as the Postal service is uh, uh, sharing with us the mail is going to slow down costs are certainly going up post is going up uh, paper costs are going up uh, online is the way to go we've been talking about that since we started the nonprofit coach and the lifetime revenue uh, per original donor for uh, charitable organizations engaged online uh, is now more than double that of a direct mail uh, acquired donor so make sure your strategy uh, is reflected these realities, the data is available over in the radio links today at tedhart.com. Click on radio links, read all about the new report coming from Blackbot. One of the things I always appreciate uh, about uh, uh, being here on The Nonprofit Coach with you uh, is the opportunity to bring uh, to you uh, great articles from across the nonprofit sector, but also the opportunity to chat with terrific authors. Uh, Here on uh, The Nonprofit Coach today, uh, it's my particular pleasure uh, to welcome an author from The Wall Street Journal and from Dow Jones. Veronica Dagger is with us today. Welcome to The Nonprofit Coach, Veronica.
2: Thanks for having me, Ted.
1: Hey, Veronica, thank you so much uh, for reaching out to me. When you uh, were putting together an article, we've provided a copy of the the article uh, link in the radio links today. Your article is entitled, Ask Nicely, Please, Subtitled, Philanthropy Experts Offer Their Do's and Don'ts on How Charities Should Solicit Donations. Uh, Give us a sense of why tell the story now, and what did you learn in the article?
2: Uh, well, thanks again for your help with this um, article, uh, Ted. We got a lot of traction on it. Um, well, you know, I think there's so many things t- to learn from this. I got a lot of feedback on this from a lot of people. Um, but there's, you know, there's things to keep in mind when you are soliciting donations uh, if you're a nonprofit doing so. Whether you're a big nonprofit or a small nonprofit, there's a few sort of tricks of the trade or rules that apply. And um, one of the points that we sort of broke it down by the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And a one of the things that you had said, and a lot of people echoed what you said, um, was that idea of relationships are the heart and soul of fundraising. So it was sort of interesting because sometimes you think, oh, there's all these new technologies and you could Twitter people or ask them in all these different ways, but at the end of the day, no matter which medium you're using to get to the people, like you said, you know, relationships are the heart and soul of that. So having a strong relationship with a donor, whether it's online or offline, it, it really matters who's doing the asking, as you mentioned.
1: Well, and I really appreciated the way that you uh, went about putting together this article because I do think that people are very interested in supporting charities, but they want to make sure that they're ethical charities, that they're doing uh, work that is according to professional practices, and very importantly that their money is going to be spent well, and I think relationships really help that. You know, your article in in some ways reminded me of um, uh, the Secretary of State of South Carolina is going to be my guest here on the nonprofit Coach Mm -hmm. mark calendars everyone on January 10th uh, Mark Hammond will be my guest here and one of the uh, the things that he does this time of year is they put um, out uh, their Angels and Scrooge list um, in terms of those who do good and those who mm. are, are not upholding ethical uh, values and doing mm. the best job. You took the approach of do's and don'ts. And I'm wondering, um, certainly uh, in the do's column, I appreciate you including me in your, in your article, but what were some of the don'ts that uh, were most important that you learned?
2: Uh, so one of the don'ts was, uh, it, it, some of this seems like common sense, but it sounds like some charities are, are still doing this. One of them is insulting the donor. Um, some folks you know, get approached by charities and say, you know, uh, the charity approaches them and says, you know what, your dad always funded us so you should do it too and uh, some of the uh, when folks I spoke to at Rockefeller uh, philanthropy said, you know, no that's not the case, you know, just because someone's dad doesn't doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be interested in the charity too, you don't want to alienate uh, that donor and by making assumptions about that person you can really uh, alienate them and have them not want to give to your organization at all um, another thing which I think is a theme that's really important in this uh, economy that's still strained and really reliant on a lot of nonprofits, really reliant on those individual donors, um, is this whole idea of you know, don't go out to donors saying we're desperate this is you know this is the last time we're going to ask you for this emergency request you know we're really trying to make our numbers for the year type of thing um, all you know if you keep doing these repeated emergency requests year after year you start to lose credibility with your donors um, and after a while people just tune you out they and not to mention they don't want to give to a sinking ship either they you know they're going to see never see their money go to the work that they're hoping it's going to go to they're not going to give you money in the future, yeah, I was so
1: glad that you uh, that you brought that point up because you know that that strategy um, it does get used quite a bit that you know we're you know we're desperate, you have to give you know, before midnight tonight kind of thing. And uh, one of the things that I often uh, point out is that when you do that on a regular basis, um, donors are pretty savvy. They're, they're really smart, and they want, they want to support important causes, and they certainly want to know if you um, have issues or trouble. But after a while, they're going to start assessing that and saying, well, maybe there's something about your management. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something wrong with the way that you do things, and maybe it's time for you to go away.
2: That's right, that's right. Yeah, they're going to get suspicious and start looking around, and you know, they should. I mean, they should always look into the charity they're giving to, um, as you said anyway. Um, but, yeah, you don't want to give the wrong impression by making these uh, crying wolves, so to speak. Um, another interesting point was um, charities, some of them are getting – in terms of keeping in touch with their current donor base. I mean, a lot of those donors have been giving for year after year after year. Um, but when charities start to take those donors for granted, um, just assuming they're going to get the same grant they got for, the, say, the past 10 years, um, that can start to alienate donors as well. Um, so doing things like sending thank you notes or timely gift receipts or visiting donors um, can really make a difference in people's impression of that charity. And not to mention, you know, what they're going to Going to say about that charity to their friends as well i mean that that's equally as important
1: aspect is, you know, do, do do I want to endorse this charity because they do a particularly good job? You know, speaking of doing a, a good job, Veronica, I wanted to just say thank you again from the nonprofit sector uh, for your article. You know, one of the things that is always very nice is when uh, reporters like yourself from Dow Jones, from The Wall Street Journal, take the time to tell the story about how philanthropy actually works, because I think that for a lot of Americans, we're very, very blessed to live in a country that is very philanthropic, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there is a deep knowledge of what it takes to run a charity, how important it is to have professionals uh, who are going to be good stewards of funds and are good at relationship building. And your article today certainly helps uh, educate a very important sector of the financial community in particular on how philanthropies actually should work.
2: Great. Well, thank you so much, Ted, and thank you. thanks again for your help, and thanks for having me today.
1: Happy holidays! Come back anytime, Veronica. Thank you so much for joining us here from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, read Veronica's uh, article over in the radio links today, uh, and back here on Page One News. Um, I just want to uh, draw your attention. It, it is wonderful when uh, someone wins the lottery, uh, but what's particularly nice uh, is when they make a pledge to also give to charity. Uh, the three Connecticut money managers, speaking about Wall Street Journal, uh, who shared in the 254 million-dollar Powerball jackpot last month, one of the first things that they said is that they pledged that they would be supporting uh, numerous charities, uh, and uh, they have made their first grant of a uh, million dollars that's being split among five groups in their particular interest, uh, which, of course, is, is wonderful for all of us to see their support. Uh, of uh, returning veterans and uh, five different charities that are supporting uh, veterans coming back to the United States. So bravo to them. Thank you for uh, taking some of your good fortune and passing that forward uh, to those certainly in need. Back up here on page one news, as I said, uh, it's always nice to have friends here on uh, the Nonprofit Coach, and uh, one of our our best friends that we'd love to have uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach on a regular basis uh, is our good friend Susan McDermott, who is here from John Wiley & Sons. Susan always brings uh, really terrific news for us, and I think, uh, Susan, uh, welcome here back to the Nonprofit
3: Coach. Thanks so much, Ted. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Now, I, I understand there's
1: a couple things you're going to do for us because we are focusing page two today uh, on an important new website and service to the nonprofit sector called Nonprofit Community, um, and uh, Janine Ray is our, um, uh, our page two expert today. Uh, I understand that you know Janine quite well and that you're going to give us a little bit of a preview of what we're, we can
3: expect uh, on page two today. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so Janine Ray is uh, is responsible for marketing books, products, and online events for uh, both Josie Bass and Wiley nonprofit management programs, as well as professional management, public management, and conflict resolution programs at, out of Josie Bass. Um she's taken over the reins of the nonprofit program about eighteen months ago and has and since then has created an amazing online presence for both our authors and books via uh, Twitter, Facebook, and then the brand new nonprofit community site which she's going to talk to you about today. Um, we've been getting tremendous response, and it's been a, a, quite a pleasure to work with her.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to have her here, and of course, I'm really interested for not only myself, but also our guests, our uh, listeners today, to have the opportunity to get to know this important new service that's provided uh, by uh, John Wiley & Sons. But that's not the only reason uh, that, uh, that you're with us today. Uh, we have our, our big holiday show coming up, uh, and uh, you're going to give us a bit of a preview of what's going to be happening on our holiday show, which is scheduled this year for December 20th at 12 noon Eastern
3: right, your uh, your holiday guest this year is uh, Kay Sprinkle Grace, who is an internationally acclaimed uh independent consultant, speaker, facilitator, and writer. She is the author of two Wiley books, Beyond Fundraising and High Impact Philanthropy, as well as a number of books for um Emerson and Church that um I'm sure some of your, your listeners are are familiar with. And um Kay is just an amazing uh an amazing woman and I, I think that uh that everyone who listens to her talk is going to take something away from, from that conversation. Well, I
1: really appreciate you uh, uh, giving us a, a heads-up on uh, on Kay coming on the show, because not only is she amazing in so many ways in, in, in what she does uh, off our radio show, but she also has the distinction of being the highest listened-to show here on Nonprofit Coach. That was the holiday show last year. Still has that distinction a full year later. Uh, and uh, so we're thrilled to uh, not only uh, have John Wiley & Sons uh, involved here uh, on the Nonprofit Coach, but the official uh, AFP Wiley radio show this month in December will be on December 20th, and as you said, that will be with Kay Sprinkle Grace. Thank you for joining us here and bringing such uh, great news uh, here during the holiday season uh, directly from John Wiley & Sons.
3: My pleasure, Ted. I'm always happy to to help in any way I can.
1: Great, and I understand you're going to be back with us again next week, so uh, one week uh, we'll we'll have another update uh, from John Wiley & Sons.
3: Absolutely. I'll be here.
1: All right. Take care. Talk to you then. Thanks, Thanks. Back here on uh, page one, just as we're starting to uh, wind down uh, page one news today as we're preparing uh, for page two. Another uh, very important uh, person in uh, the nonprofit sector is Penelope Burke. Uh, Penelope is responsible uh, for the Cygnus Donor Research Study. Uh, And, uh, Penelope, thank you for joining us here again on The Nonprofit Coach.
4: Hi, Ted. How are you?
1: It's always a pleasure to have you here. And I was just talking about uh, Kay Sprinkle Grace being the highest uh, rated uh, guest that we've uh, ever had here on the Nonprofit Coach. You're right up there in the top five um, with the the full page two shows that you've done. But you're here on the Nonprofit Coach today with uh, some very specific news. We have a link over in the radio links uh, today for everybody to follow along. But uh, what what do you have to share with us today about the Cygnus donor research?
4: Ted, I'm uh, I'm proud to announce that we're just beginning our fourth annual Cygnus donor survey. And uh, uh, thanks so much for inviting me on your show so I can talk about uh, our call for partners. Uh, we get more than 20,000 donors every year participating in this study, which is run in both Canada and the United States. And the reason our response is so tremendous, I think it's the biggest study ever, Uh, on volume of donors participating Um, and it's made possible by partnering with not-for-profits so what we do is uh, we ask uh, qualified not-for-profit organizations to send an email that we draft uh, to their donors asking them to go online and complete an anonymous uh, survey so Cygnus doesn't get access to any uh, not-for-profits data we don't know who their donors are um... and everything's protected in that way uh... but uh, we get a huge response last year we had sixty six partners we were able to reach out to a million donors had a very high response rate and had in the end had twenty four thousand donors participating in a superb study every year we uh, chart donors giving intentions for the next year so that fundraisers can get this information early in the year when they really need it for planning purposes. And we also uh, look at changing donor trends. Last year we we studied how donors are narrowing their giving choices, supporting fewer and fewer causes every year, and what that means for mass marketing programs that depend on volume of donors for their support. Uh, and this year, uh, as well as updating uh, the questions we ask every year, Uh, We're going to be investigating some new themes, which is what donors want to know when they go to your website, which I think just about every fundraiser wants the answer to that question. We're going to look at monthly giving and whether donors see that as a useful bridge to um, major gifts, and whether in memoriam donors can be converted successfully to become loyal donors to an organization that they gave to at the family's request. Uh, and if we have time and space in our study, I think we might look at event pledgers as well. Does a donor who supports a, a friend in a run thon actually have uh, uh, any possibility of becoming a loyal donor? Uh, There's so many uh, different surveys that are out
1: there that take a look at how much is being raised and how it's being raised. But what's really, I think, so important about the Cygnus Donor Survey uh, is that you provide that comparison to previous year's data, practical recommendations for improving fundraising performance. Um, All these things come out of your survey. So I really want to take this opportunity uh, to encourage all of our listeners here of the Nonprofit Coach to follow the link that's available at tedharch.com. Again, you click on tedhart.com. Then you click on radio links, and you'll see a link there uh, to our online resources, and you'll find the direct link there uh, to the information on how you can uh, join in this survey. Uh, Now, my understanding uh, is that the deadline uh, for charities to become a partner and therefore uh, invite their donors to be part of this survey is January 16th.
4: Yes, so there's still lots of time, and uh, there are some great benefits Everyone who does become a partner gets our full survey report free of charge. This year it was 97 pages long with uh, 40 graphs and charts and about 50 recommendations. And they also get invited into a private webinar that I conduct only for the partners, as soon as the findings are available, and we talk to the partners about the findings before they're released to the general public uh, or to the media. And and this gets a lot of media attention. Uh, Number one, we're so grateful for how you cover the Cygnus donor survey, and uh, uh, the mainstream media covers it as uh, significantly as does the trade media. So we're very fortunate in that regard.
1: Well, it it is that important, and I think if there's anything that a nonprofit coach can do to encourage our listeners today uh, to make sure that they do consider just inviting the way that this works, again, let's be very clear what, what Penelope just pointed out here. You don't give her your email addresses. She doesn't bother your donors. She provides you with the opportunity to invite your donors to become part of this important survey, and, of course, the survey is only as good as those of us in the nonprofit sector who support Uh, this effort to make sure that we've got really statistically significant data to be able to make decisions in the nonprofit sector.
4: You're right, Ted. Thank you so much for, for helping us with this, and we look forward to next year's survey.
1: Absolutely. Thank you again for giving us a preview here on the Nonprofit Coach. I understand that uh, when the survey is out, you'll be uh, making your announcements here on the Nonprofit Coach. Of course, we always appreciate that. You can count on our community to do anything that we can to support the collection of this sort of data. Uh, Thank you, Penelope Burke from Cygnus Donor Research for joining us here on the Nonprofit Coach. Thanks, Ted. Back here on the wrap-up for Page One News. It's a bit of a long Page One News today with a lot of year-end announcements here. Last thing we've got over in the radio links for you uh, is um, how to make great thank you videos. Uh, Very interesting. We had uh, the the reporter Veronica on from the Wall Street Journal, and part of what she talked about was the value of thank yous, of reaching out and building those kinds of relationships. Well, now videos is a way that uh, charities can do that, but there are certainly – do's and don'ts in that area Uh, you can read all about it in the radio links over at tedhart.com and this comes to us from the chronicle of philanthropy again how to make great thank you videos Uh, with that uh, we're wrapping up uh, page one news Uh, that means it's now time for page two is Senior Marketing Manager responsible for marketing books, products, and online events for Josie Bass and Wiley Nonprofit Management Programs, as well as for the Professional Management, Public Management, and Conflict Resolution Programs at Josie Bass. Nonprofitcommunity.com is what we're talking about here today. We're pleased to announce this to you and to bring to you today our Page 2 expert, Janine Ray. Welcome here to the Nonprofit Coach.
5: Hi, Ted. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, Janine, this is really um, a, a big uh, change in terms of online resources that are available uh, to the nonprofit community. Interestingly, it is called nonprofitcommunity.com. So please introduce this to us, and we want to spend some time uh, going into um, how it works and how people can get involved. But what's the concept behind nonprofit community?
5: Well, the idea for nonprofitcommunity.com just came from discussions with customers and authors and people in general in the nonprofit world who um, needed a central place to find the resources they need to do their jobs better. Um, You know, there were lots of sites where you could find fundraising, excellent information on fundraising, excellent information on, you know, how to uh, create social change, um, information on grants, Grant writing, but we couldn't really find um, a place, a central place where all of the topics that we publish in were covered in one site. So the goal was to create a place where not only we could provide resources for our customers and other people who are in need in the nonprofit world of information and, and tools. Um, but also to showcase our authors and to um, give people an opportunity to network with other people who are doing jobs that are, you know, doing work that is similar to theirs.
1: Now, that seems to be uh, a, a, an important part uh, for your, your website, is this notion of a social connection. Um, it, how much of an opportunity is there for uh, those who are readers of Wiley books, of resource books, uh, to connect with authors using the nonprofit community?
5: Well, we have um, – one One of the first things that we've launched is a book club where um, people can join at no cost. Um, they can buy, purchase the book, um, a particular book, a featured book um, at 40% off um, and up the list price so they get a good deal on the book. But then there's also an opportunity to connect with that author. So um, the, we launched this in October. Um, our first author was Claire um, Ortez who is the author of Twitter for Good. Um, she works at Twitter, and she has all kinds of – tips on how to create a Twitter campaign um, to raise awareness for a particular cause. Um, That was a huge success. We had uh, our membership in the book club tripled after that first event. And now our next um, author coming up is John Brothers, author of Nonprofit Capacity Building. Um, And we now have a nice little, I mean not even small, we have about 50 people in this book club who are exchanging ideas. Um, they have an opportunity to connect with the author, ask questions, um, we'll do their live, their virtual live events that we're, do, that we're hosting with the author and then we're posting the transcripts, um, or the video, or you know, with the archive of the event, um, on our site after the event so it builds up you know it's another place for people to go back and get information after the fact but um, they will have an opportunity to more opportunities to ask questions of um, authors going forward in fact we're in the process of building in a new ask the author feature where every month we'll have a new author and people are invited to just um, um, ask their questions and then there'll be a monthly event where authors are um, available to Answer those questions and any others that come up during the sessions.
1: Well, what a great uh, what a great idea because of course, um, you know when a book is written, it's it's sort of you know uh, it, it, it is what it is, but this is an opportunity to expand beyond that um, with the expertise of the authors that you have brought together.
5: Exactly. And you know the readers are so excited to talk to the authors, but the authors are just as excited to talk to the readers and to answer their questions. I mean, they're in this business because they have information to share. And um you know, they've shared some ideas in those books, but there's new things, there are new things that come up every day. so um I think that it's you know it's really a win-win for everyone involved to have those kinds of opportunities where people can exchange ideas and and um, and get the information that they need.
1: Just a reminder to uh, all of our listeners that uh, you can call in today at 347-324-3080. The website that we're learning all about uh, today is linked over in the radio links at tedhart.com, and it's nonprofitcommunity.com. Janine Ray is here with us. Now, Janine, um, on your site, there are specific areas of interest uh, ranging from fundraising to boards, uh, Finance, law, accounting, social change, nonprofit management. what's the significance of of those categories?
5: Well, those are sort of the broad categories that we publish in. so we do have books that fall outside of those categories in our nonprofit list, but um, when you you know look at all of the books that we've published um, for the nonprofit world over the years, those are sort of the broad categories that they that they fall into, and those were also the categories that when we did a survey last year and asked our readers, where are you struggling, where, where do you need resources and information? Um, not surprisingly, but, you know, those areas where we have our most successful books, those are the areas where people are looking for information. So it made sense to align those categories on our site with, you know, the areas that we have the most information on and also um, the areas where we have an author base that, you know, have expertise in those areas.
1: Now, talk to me a bit about uh, your author your author base. I mean, you have uh, literally hundreds of authors that you interact with uh, at uh, at Wiley. Um, what is the involvement of uh, of authors directly um, into nonprofitcommunity.com? dot com?
5: Well, you know, it really varies. We have um, we've asked authors to do um, guest blog posts. We are pulling in blog feeds or blog um, posts from authors. Um, Established blogs already Um, We have an event calendar Where we're posting author events Um, And we've really invited All of our authors to contribute In any way that they would like to Um, You know this is In addition to our our full time dogs book publishers So it's really um, been A great learning experience And also you know A challenge to find the time And to um, put the right content Up there and to um, make sure that our readers are engaging with it and looking at the analytics every day and seeing where we, where we can improve. So it's still, I think we're still, it's kind of a newborn baby in a lot of ways. We're still um, watching it grow and, um, you know, sort of feeding it the way it needs to be fed and making sure that um, everything is, is moving along. But there's definitely, um, we definitely have some um, growth um, plans in the future and, um, And we're taking feedback from everybody who visits the site, and we're totally open to suggestions. um, Authors have been really helpful in that area, too. Well,
1: and and so give us a little bit of the history um, behind this. When was the official launch of nonprofitcommunity.com?
5: Well, we started talking about it probably a year ago. Um, We had a domain name, and we knew what the categories would be, and we had sort of a sketch an idea of what this would look like in April of 11. We built it over the summer and launched it in August. So it was once we had a real clear idea of what we wanted it to be, it moved very quickly. And um, you know, the traffic to the site has been great. Um, we've had a lot of feedback from um, everyone who's, as I mentioned, everyone who's visited the site, both internally at Wiley and um, with authors and customers we've shown it at conferences, people have been very excited about it. Um so I mean we're really happy with the way it's gone so far, but um it's it's diff- definitely different um you know business model than what we're used to. So um there's been, there have been some um adjustments that we've had to make a lot of, along the way and I think um anybody who's looking at community building um has to look at their work a little bit differently and and try to figure out how it works into their every you know their regular 9 to 5 day and
3: and um who's going to handle all the details
5: but those are all the kinds of growing pains we you know sort of anticipated and we're figuring out ways to um to do it and it's it's working out really well so far well, it,
1: I think it's a very important project and uh, when, when uh, we come back, we're going to uh, take just a little bit of a, of a break here, uh, Janine. When we come back, I was wondering, um, you have on the site a free e-newsletter that folks can uh, sign up for. I want to uh, learn a little bit more about that and what our listeners uh, um, can expect if they uh, go to nonprofitcommunity.com and go ahead and sign up for that e-newsletter. So uh, we're going to be right back. <laughs> So much to try to accomplish here on the show. As the holidays always seem to be such a, a busy time. Uh, and so for the first time ever uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach, uh, we have the Fundraising and Social Media Holiday Bookstore. All of our books, which are published through John Wiley & Sons, are available um, uh, via the link at tedhart.com. You can either just click on Book, uh, as we've got our books all posted there, or you can go through the radio links where you are right now listening to the Nonprofit Coach and you'll find that every single one of the books uh, that are available from uh, Internet Management for Nonprofits to Nonprofit Internet Strategies, Major donors, people-to-people fundraising. All the books that are in our bookstore are all available on sale and eligible for free super saver shipping uh, over at uh, the Radio Links today. So uh, this is a great opportunity not to uh, not only to fill out uh, your own library and prepare for 2012, but also to think about very practical gifts for your staff, where they can not only improve their own skill set but to have uh, some of the most important books in fundraising and social media. Of course, those all come to us from John Wiley & Sons. You'll find those links at tedhart.com, and we hope that you'll be checking out the Holiday Bookstore. We're heading right back to Janine Ray and page two. Uh, very curious uh, over here on uh, the on your website. Um, you've got a free e-newsletter. How often does that come out? What can people expect, and and what kind of resource is that?
5: The free e-newsletter comes out every two weeks, um, and it includes um, announcements on new books, um, uh, tidbits, news, information, some from the nonprofitcommunity.com dot com site and um, some, you know, brand-new information. Um, we uh, extend special offers through the e-newsletter, um, and we, um, it's another opportunity to connect with what we're doing at Jesse Bass and & Wiley and what our authors are up to.
1: Well, now that's of particular interest to everybody during uh, a down economy is uh, how they can uh, save money. Of course, we just shared uh, in our little break that uh, all of the uh, John Wiley uh, son's books on our website are all available uh, for sale. What are these special offers like that people might be able to get? And as you said, it just adds to the reason for everybody today to sign up for the free newsletter.
5: Absolutely. Well, we um, announce special offers on there that aren't available anywhere else. Sometimes we do free shipping. We recently did a 40% off offer. Um, we announced our book club with um, with 40% off and free shipping for a certain amount of time. So you never know what you're going to get. We're um, offering new things all the time. Um, but if you sign up for the e-newsletter, you'll be the first to know about anything special that comes up.
1: Well, I think that's uh, that's a wonderful service. And, of course, all of the, 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 the authors that you bring together, there is no place else on the Internet where you can interact with this number of nonprofit authors. Is that correct?
5: That's right. Um, we have the largest author base. Um, almost anybody who has authored a book, um, on, uh, in a nonprofit, in the nonprofit field, um, has published with Wiley or Dosie bass at one time or another, and most um, have had, you know, several books with us. So we have really long-term relationships with our authors. And we take very good care of them, and um, and we love working on these books. And we love working with a nonprofit community because they are so eager to engage and um, and to network with others, and to have those conversations that um, you know really foster the good work that they're doing in the world.
1: Uh, we're just uh, going to uh, offer a little bit of a reminder here for folks. And, Janine, when, uh, when we come back, if we can get a little bit of a look into the future of uh, what comes next at Wiley and what comes next at uh, nonprofitcommunity.com, which is our topic today. Uh, and our page two expert is Janine Ray.
0: Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. If you're listening live today, the phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 347-324-3080. Now, back to the Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart.
1: Uh, Janine, give us a little bit of a look into the future here.
5: Well, one thing that I wanted to announce that um, is just being announced today, in fact, the post just went up on nonprofitcommunity.com and it's the featured story on the homepage, is um, we have heard some amazing stories from the visitors to the nonprofit community since we launched, um, and we really want to share those stories. So we've invited um, your listeners and anyone in the nonprofit world to send us um, the stories of the most innovative nonprofit. I mean, everyone's struggling with budgets and um and staff and all kinds of other issues um and there are some really creative ways some really creative things that people are doing out there to um to get their work done and to promote their mission and to do the things that they need to do um to make their you know story a success so we want to hear those stories and what we've done is we've invited everyone to tell us their story 700 words or less um, you can email them. There's a link on nonprofitcommunity.com um, that, that tells you where to email the story. And um, we will run some of those stories in January. Our editorial board will pick the five, the, the top five finalists. And then we'll give an opportunity for the community to vote on the top um, the top story, the most successful, innovative nonprofit story. And then we are going to award that nonprofit $500 in nonprofit resources from Wiley and Jesse Bass. Um, oh, we haven't done this before, so I'm sorry? And so
1: let, let let me make sure that I understand um, that, that how how this works. Um, this is uh, your the innovative nonprofit is is the uh, um, the the contest, if you will, that that you're running right now, and all of our listeners can get their stories uh, in for consideration as long as they send it in to you before December 31st. Um, now is that December 31st of this year or of next year?
5: It's December 31st of this year. And okay. I will make sure that that's clear on the website. Um, okay. <laughs> email, <laughs> email it to nonprofitcommunity@wiley.com, um, and that address is all over the um, nonprofit community site, but it's also in the post that went up this morning. Um, and every story will be considered. Um, so we invite everyone to send in to send in their stories.
1: So, and then in uh, January, your editorial board is going to choose the five finalists, uh, and then your community, the nonprofitcommunity.com, will then vote uh, on the winner. When will the voting take place? Will that still be in January, or is that February?
5: It'll be the first week in February, so we'll run the the stories um, for the five Mondays in January, and then the first week um, in February, um, we will tally up the votes and announce the winner.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, I hope you'll come back here on the Nonprofit Coach to uh, announce who that winner is. We encourage all of our uh, listeners uh, to go to the radio links today, and you'll find the link to nonprofitcommunity.com. Uh, right there, um, you'll find the uh, the link under for their articles is the Innovative Nonprofit. We'll be tweeting on that today uh, as well to make sure that everybody knows that you should get your stories in, 700 words uh, or less uh, by uh, December 31st. Um, Janine, just uh, want to uh, uh, share a little bit of uh, the what's coming up here on the Nonprofit Coach. Uh, through the end of the year, we're um, very pleased next week right here on the Nonprofit Coach Uh, Tuesday, December 13th at 12 noon Eastern. Amy Eisenstein will be here as our Page 2 expert. She's written a book, 50 Asks in 50 Weeks, Uh, so don't miss that opportunity to really think about your strategy for 2012. Uh, We do have a very special nonprofit coach once a month. We have the Green Show. Um, This is all about helping nonprofits go green on a nonprofit budget. And Our expert on December 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern is Glenn Croston. Uh, Who is an expert in green budgets? Uh, As was mentioned uh, earlier at the top of the show uh, from uh, 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 John Wiley and Sons, uh, is the announcement that K Sprinkle Grace will be back here on the Nonprofit Coach. For our holiday show, she was our number one show uh, for 2010, and all through 2011, she's going to be talking about strategic fundraising, and as you know, Janine, she is quite an expert in the nonprofit sector, and that's December 20th uh, at 12 noon. Just to uh, let all of our fans of the nonprofit coach know that there is a holiday hiatus uh, with no show on December 27th uh, or on January 3rd. The uh, nonprofit coach will return on uh, January 10th with Mark Hammond, the Secretary of State for South Carolina, talking about charity ethics. And then uh, we've reported all the way out through January 15th uh Janine, and we're going to have the official public release of the Atlas of Giving 2011 Annual Giving Data Report and the 2012 forecast for giving uh, in the United States with expert Rob Mitchell. So uh, we have more than a month of uh, of uh, shows uh, that are announced here on the nonprofit coach. We want to make sure that everybody could mark their uh, calendars uh, for all these uh, these important shows. And of course, uh, Janine, as you know, once a month we have the AFP Wiley radio show, that very special show in January, is the Case Sprinkle Grace uh, show on December 20th. I, we do have an email question uh, that uh, that just came in, uh, Janine, and the question is um, to give a little bit more information about the book club.
5: The book club. So you can go to nonprofitcommunity.com and on the home page on the right hand side in the sidebar, you'll see a link there that um, talks about it says Join the Club. Um, if you click through there, you'll get um, to a form. You'll you hit a link and you'll get to a form where you just simply fill in your information um, and we will add you to our list and you'll receive our next book. And then you'll also receive information information um, about um, the next uh, book club event.
1: Well, that's great. So that really is an opportunity to connect with, uh, with authors in a way that uh, uh, you really can't do elsewhere. Isn't that right?
5: Absolutely. And um, our next event is with um, John Brothers the, um, and Ann Sherman, the authors of the nonprofit non- nonprofit community build or sorry nonprofit capacity building. Um, so it's it's a great book. The authors are really engaging, and it should be a really nice event. So all the details are on nonprofitcommunity.com.
1: That's great. Janine, we, uh, we received a, a question over in the chat room that related um, to uh, the direct link to some of our page one news. Uh, over page one news, just to remind everybody, it's uh, pretty simple, but I'll just take you through the steps. If you just go to tedhart.com, you'll see in the navigation uh, towards the bottom we have on left-hand navigation uh, everything from uh, radio links to books and, and our newsletter. You just click on radio links and then highlighted in yellow is the a direct link to our great online radio resources, and you'll find all of the links, not only just uh, the link for the uh, the uh, Wall Street Journal article uh, today, but also all of the links for all of the radio shows throughout uh, 2011. Um, so, I wanted to uh, ask you a little bit more about nonprofitcommunity.com. Um, what are the most important things organizations should take away uh, when they're looking to uh, uh, in, when they're looking at community building?
5: Um, well, I mean, I touched on this a little bit um, earlier, but I think one of the, um, Big things up front that you need to know is that it's very time consuming and you need to make sure that you have those resources lined up um, both in terms of time and not not only the money the money issue or the the um, finance issue but also the time involved in really creating uh, the site and then keeping going and making sure that you have fresh content um all the time and community building online is very much like community building in person. I mean, you need to um, be in touch with people. You need to answer people um, and make sure that if there are questions coming in, that you're, um, you know, connecting with people and making sure that they um, c- keep them coming back to you as a resource. Um, And you need to be clear about what your goals are and how you'll measure those, whether it's a a goal of, um, you know, traffic or revenue or whatever it is, you need to be clear about those goals up front so that you have a way of measuring your success and you can make the case for um, continuing to, you know, spend all the time and resources um, on a community site, um, and and make the, the case to you know management or whoever it is that that you're working with, and um and uh and that you have the information to back up your request.
1: Now, the wonderful thing about a website like this, and particularly with the the social aspect to it, is it's always changing, always growing. Um, one of the um, aspects to the, your site that I was curious about, which is still under uh, construction, but I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of insight. Uh, you have a tab called Partners. I'm wondering what will that be all about um, as you start outfitting that particular section to the site?
5: And that's something that we're working on now, and what we've done is we've compiled um, a list of um, everybody that we would like to um, exchange um, promotion with basically so I um, mean we have a place where we can feature um, all the good work that um, other people not only our authors but other people in the nonprofit world other organizations are doing other publications um, that are featuring nonprofit stories um, and we want to give as many resources to uh, to our readers as we can, so we're looking to populate that section with um, with links to you know other other resources, um, and particularly in those areas that we don't necessarily publish in. Um, but you know we're open to to um, including everybody, um, and we just want to connect with um, other people in the nonprofit world and um, and help each help each other out. I mean, that's what this is all about, is connecting with other people and, and getting the word out, out on all the good work that all people in the nonprofit world are doing.
1: Uh, hey, Janine, we just got an uh, email question uh, from James in Atlanta, and, uh, and I think this is probably a question that's on a lot of people's minds, so uh, let's get it out there. Um, what if uh, one of our listeners today wants to become a Wiley author?
5: Well, we actually have, um, I'm going to check while we're talking, but on, in uh, on our site, we have a tab that is called Connect and or Contact Us. And um, there is a section on there that has um, information for how to submit um, a, um, a book proposal. And that will go straight to one of our editors, either Susan McDermott, who was on earlier, or um, Allison Hankey. They, Allison is our other editor. And they work on different parts of our nonprofit list. Um, so when, as proposals come in, we... Take them into consideration, and one of them will review, the, will review the proposal. I
1: see on the contact just for uh, James in Atlanta and, and everyone else um, on the contact uh, a link at nonprofitcommunity.com is for authors. It's called Resources. 4 book authors uh, and its uh, guidelines for submitting a proposal, um, can can you give us a little bit of uh, of, a, of a, an insight as much as you can uh, in addition to what's on nonprofitcommunity.com? How does that generally work? And and uh, you know does does Wiley have a bunch of topics they think somebody ought to write about, or do they they wait for an author to come forward with an idea? Um, and how likely is it for someone who you know hasn't written before to actually become a Wiley author?
5: Well, that's a great question. It's a question we get all the time, um, and there's different ways of going about it. So there may be an author who has a really strong um, consulting business, or they've already worked in the nonprofit field for a long time, and they have, say, a huge Twitter following, or a, you know, a big, uh, a strong online presence. Maybe they're a first-time author and that they haven't written a book, but they already have people who. Um, believe in their ideas and follow them and come to them to for advice. And they see the need for, um, a book on a particular topic. Um, that's one kind of author. And then there are authors who, um, have already written books maybe on another topic. Um, and they're now working in the nonprofit field. So they're an established author, but they're coming to us for the first time. Um, you know, there are, Every once in a while, there's somebody that hasn't written a book um before, but they have a really strong platform in one way or another um and those are the kinds of authors that we're always looking for um, some there are also our editors are also you know they also have ideas on on um what they would like on the list and and we're getting requests maybe we're getting requests from professors for a textbook in a particular area or there's a particular niche in the nonprofit world that hasn't really been filled yet um, with books. So they will also go out to authors who they think would be good at writing on a particular topic, or a professor who maybe hasn't written a mainstream textbook yet, but who, you know, runs a program at a particular school or something like that. So, um, I mean, there always has to be that kind of that platform to start with, Um, but... It goes both ways. Authors come to us with ideas, and we go out, and the editors go out and look for authors who have great ideas as well.
4: That's great.
1: That's great. What kind of, uh, in addition to the the book club uh, events, what kind of uh, events over time uh, might uh, visitors of nonprofitcommunity.com see in the calendar?
5: We would love to have an in-person live event. Um, we are looking at options um, kind of around the conferences that we're already attending, that Wiley's already attending, where we would have a booth. Um, so we'd love to meet people in person. I mean, it's, it's nice to have, you know, resources available online and at your fingertips all the time, but it's even better to meet people in person. So that's what we're looking to do um, this spring is to have our first live networking, networking event for nonprofit professionals.
1: Oh well that's great. That's so sort of like a, a meetup kind of opportunity where you know, sort of a wily meetup kind of thing.
5: Exactly. Yep. Yeah.
1: Those are those are great uses of uh, of social media. Um, looking forward um, to uh, sort of the future of of uh, nonprofit community. It looks like you're off to a great start uh, in just such a short period of of time. Um, in terms of the kind of interactivity that you're that, that you're looking for, um, is is it mostly people coming to the book club, the newsletter, and using it as a resource, um, or is it taking this content out to social media sites itself?
5: I mean it's both. Um I think uh you know, we link everything up through our own Facebook accounts, but I can see in our Facebook analytics that a lot of our posts are being shared and um it's good to know that you know the word is getting out there. Um, we've just started doing a little bit of advertising for the site and for our Facebook account too, so we can see the numbers growing there and and you know seeing people engage and use this information is exactly what our goal was so um it's really nice it's really nice to see that and you know we'd love to have more comments on the posts i 'm looking at it, it looks every day to see what um people are most interested in and what they're searching on so um I really welcome any feedback from from your listeners and from anybody who visits the site, so that we can make it a stronger site and um and make it a place where people really are getting what they need to you know do their jobs better that's that's our mission.
1: That's great. Right now obviously it's it's very early on and sites like this change over time but of the the uh, sort of big bucket um topics that that you've outlined here fundraising, nonprofit management, boards, uh finance law, accounting, social change, uh which of those areas right now seem to be getting the most traffic?
5: Definitely fundraising. I mean, yeah. you know, we've had some great articles on social change and some really inspirational stories. Um and, but people are the mo- they're looking for ways to um to raise money um so that they can they can promote their mission. So um, we're, look, we're trying to provide really practical tips and lists and checklists and things for people to do, but also, um, you know, this, this idea with the innovative nonprofit. We really want to share the stories of the most innovative nonprofits out there because there are people that are working with skeleton crews and, and no budgets, you know, and um, there's a lot of really creative things that people are doing. So um, that's what we're trying to do with, um, you know, things like this where we're inviting other people's stories in because there's lots of stories to be told and we want to get the word out on those, but people can take advantage of those ideas.
1: Uh, We have a a question um, here from uh, uh, Susan uh, in Detroit, um, and she's asking specifically about resources for boards of directors. I'm not quite sure how you want to answer that, but um, I see that you have a tab for that.
5: Um, We do have um, a section on the site for boards. We have a really strong relationship with BoardSource. We publish, um, we co-publish some of their biggest books. In fact, one of their um, one of their books is coming out in a new edition in January. So what we'll do is excerpt, you know, the best um, the best tidbits of information for those books and and put them up um, online. Um, and we'll also be um, interviewing um, people at BoardSource and the authors of those books um, so that we can. Um, you know, share that information. If there's a, a specific question, um, I might be able to um, direct um, Susan to the right resource. So she, I would um, welcome her email at nonprofitcommunity@wiley.com, and I'll steer her in the right direction.
1: Okay, let's uh, let's give that again. So uh, any of our listeners today can connect uh, directly with you, Janine, at nonprofitcommunity@wiley.com. That's right. Okay, terrific, terrific. Uh, it's, it's always interesting to me how fast uh, time goes um, uh, here on the Nonprofit Coach. As we're looking at the end of the the, uh, the show here, uh, Janine, just uh, give us one more uh, rundown of the, uh, the giveaway that's going to be taking place in February.
5: So we've invited people to um, send in their stories, the most innovative nonprofit. Um, we would like the stories uh, to be no more than 700 words long. Um, and we need to receive them by December 31st. Um, this is the story on the homepage, the featured story on the homepage of nonprofitcommunity.com today, and it will be up for the next couple of days. Um, but people are invited to uh, submit their stories throughout December. In January, we will um, we will run the top five stories that our editorial board will choose, and uh, visitors will have a chance to vote on those um, as vote on the most um, innovative story. And then in February, we'll announce a winner. Um, the winner, the winning nonprofit will receive $500 in Wiley and Jesse Bass books.
1: That is that. That is really terrific. What a wonderful uh, thing for us to do to draw attention to those innovative nonprofits. Janine Ray from uh, John Wiley and Sons, uh, who is uh, today announcing um, all the details of nonprofitcommunity.com. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Nonprofit Coach today.
5: Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. You have
1: a wonderful holiday. Don't forget we'll be uh, right back here on The Nonprofit Coach next week, uh, December 13th at 12 noon Eastern with Amy Eisenstein um, that's going to share details on making 50 asks in just 50 weeks. That's our show for today. Everyone have a great rest of your week and weekend, and we'll catch you right next week here on The Nonprofit Coach.
0: You've been listening to the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show with Ted Hart. Tell all your friends to check out our production schedule and download our iPod and iPad-friendly podcast at tedhart.com. Thanks for listening to the Nonprofit Coach.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry,
0: sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.